Hi, everyone. It's Jamie Clark. I'm here with my girl, Abby Cadabra. Bro, I know I have such silly names for her, but it's the way that we get along in yeah. this world. And welcome to Minding Her Own Business podcast. Thanks, everyone, so much for joining us. We've got a great episode in store for you. Abs, mm -hmm. what's new in the world? What you got going on? Um, it was a busy week. I actually had some human um, problems that I had to deal with. So I had to go to the You're dentist. You're super stressed. Yeah, a little bit. You're a little stressed so about this. I like, yeah, and I grind my teeth and I wear like a night guard and stuff, but something happened and I had to go get it taken care of. So I had to go to a periodontist and How they were going to put me. It was, it was all right. He's a nice guy. You got to get a nice sleep in there. I, no, got, it was so funny. Was they're like, are nap. You, yeah, they're like, are you nervous about this? I'm like, I'm so excited about taking a nap exactly <laughs> yeah I'm like, and is there a medically induced nap they had a blanket i took my shoes off mm. it was nice but um i didn't realize this because i never had been sedated in this way you are awake but you're conscious sedation conscious sedation you know this yes. medical yes but um so halfway through or no right from the beginning apparently i just kept talking about this and he, that you and didn't whatever. realize you were talking i didn't realize it but so he told me this <laughs> afterwards <laughs> he's like, we had to give you like double the dose because you would not stop talking shut her down shut just me. shut abby down yes so, so i can get in that mouth <laughs> so i um halfway through i stopped talking and then i started talking again and what they i had nothing left <laughs> yeah. they had nothing left in that syringe Completely to push empty and so i said i woke up and i said oh have i told you i'm a realtor and I could help you buy or sell real estate. So you're plugging while under conscious yes, sedation. I, I mean, trying to sell talk houses. Talk about a hungry, hungry mama. Always be closing. Always be closing. Coffees for closers. I love it. Yeah. So that was hilarious. I don't know anybody else who would be able to sell themselves <laughs> while being like while under, under sedation. Yeah, I wonder you. what else I said. That's though. right. That's kind of scary. Oh, I know. That's terrifying. But he told me it's Vegas in there and nothing leaves. Nothing leaves. Yeah. So. Except for Good. when you need a closing. Yes. Except for when you need a close. <laughs> Unless you need a house. Yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah. So what about you? Yeah. So, you know, I was actually really interesting. Our last guest on the podcast, we talked about one of her ways to kind of help boost confidence was to just like, you know, put your blinders on, mm -hmm. get all the negativity out of your life. Clean and up your news I, feeds. Clean up your news yep. feed. So I actually went on to Facebook and there's sometimes there's conversations. So in my professional, my full-time career, I'm in medicine and there are some, there are a lot of conversations right now going on in medicine and people just get really nasty and it just bums me out. So I just went through and I, I jumped out of some groups that were just bumming me out. I just couldn't get involved in the conversations. I didn't have enough, mm. you know, fight and defensiveness left in me. So I said, you want to want out of sight, out of mind. And it yeah. actually was a really, it actually worked. Now when I can go on my Facebook, I can really concentrate on my side gig, on meet and greet and kind of push all any other outside negativity away or anything that's kind of just, just, just hunkering me down. So I that's think that great. was a really good tip and I'm, I'm excited to use that more often and be like, you know, it's okay to to not be involved in everything and don't be involved in something if if it's bringing you down. Yeah. Like, I don't want the mopes, you know, every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. because someone's running their mouth. Like, I'm nope. good. I, I got to focus on beautiful on that so yep. Focus on that you. was kind of like my success story love it which is what i'll take i think that's fabulous that's, for a week that's great that's i know it. love I know, it know. Yeah. take what you can pretty get, big man. move <laughs> yeah <laughs> great um so today what is this the fifth episode yo girl yes and we on are the in fifth it. day of podcast my true love gave to me ali beal Yes. Yeah. Erica Beale. Erica Beale. Erica I'm Beale. so sorry. I know. We were talking about. Do you about, get that? We were talking about I've another alley. I've never gotten that before. Oh, we were talking about. Of course we were just me. talking about another alley. That's why. That's why. So I it's just in your head. Jessica Beale. Jessica. But. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's not a bad. Not, 
so mad about that. Yeah. I would not be mad about that. No, <laughs> not at all. Well, we have Erica Beal here. She's the founder of EricaBeal.com. And I'm super excited to hear all about this. We and have stalked you yeah, on a little Facebook. Bit. It's the purple I find hair. This, it's the purple hair, know, which y'all, I cannot wait to post pictures because this girl is gorgeous on the outside as she is inside. And I've been following her for a while and we reached out to each other and I invited her on the podcast. And I was so excited because I said to Abby, I was like, yo, I think I'm really excited. Like, I think yeah. Erica Beale wants to come and hang with us. And, and she I'm goes, like, no, Stop. the girl with the purple hair. The, goes, the one with yes, the purple hair? We got the purple hair. <laughs> but I am so sweet. You know, know what we are? But it's just so baller because I don't, I think, you know, in confidence world, just to be able to rock this persona is is really beautiful and i appreciate it and mm-hmm. i'm a little jealous that you get to do that uh i you know have to keep it kind of clean at work mm-hmm. uh, when i'm dealing with, with for the medicine, masses for the masses in medicine but yeah. it's just a beautiful look and you just you carry it so so well and Thank i think you. it's gorgeous on you. you and i hope you don't take that as like it's your token yeah but, no but there's a lot I'm, more I'm, than I'm, that I, i'm the girl with the purple hair i just and I appreciate it i almost forget that it's not a normal thing to have purple hair. Well, because it's 2020. <laughs> well, it's you normal know. for you. Like, it is it's normal. normal. I was a full-time hairstylist for 10 years. You were. Oh, I was. So it's kind of like second nature to yeah. you. Yeah. And my daughter hair. and well, my son too. He's just a baby, but I'm like they'll always be able to spot me in a crowd. Mm-hmm. Amen. My mom's one mm-hmm. with the purple hair. I love it. Someone knows. actually said that at our mini mama meetup right in New Haven that we had a few weeks ago. They were they went to one of the big ones. Um, from Mom Boss's CT, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Am I in the right spot?" And then they saw you, and they're like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm here." Yeah. I know. I get yeah. that at every networking event, every meetup. Like, oh, there we are. I know. But hey, if that, I'm gonna want to make you feel comfortable. That's I it. Love it. You're always love gonna it. know somebody. I love that when you see the purple hair. So tell us about your gym. Tell yes. us about you. Tell us about Erica Beal and what Erica Beal stands for, and your your gigs. All right, I am a body confidence coach. Love that. Um, yeah, I, I help women just get off the terrible, horrible diet roller coaster mm-hmm. that I feel like so many women have been on at some point in their life. Mm-hmm. And just learn to really accept your body. I try to shy away from the whole loving your body because I don't think it's realistic to think that anybody loves their body all day, every day. Oh, that's great. Or loves every part of their body. And I feel like you can fall into that trap of comparison, like, well, what's wrong with me? Why can't I love my body? She loves her body. What's wrong with me? Um, So it's more about getting to a place of acceptance and respect no matter where you're at and knowing that it's okay if you want to make changes to your body. It's okay if, like, you do want to lose some weight. Like, there's nothing wrong with that as long as it's coming from a place of respect for yourself. Right. Because when it comes from a place of hate... Hate breeds hate, in my opinion. Mm. And I spent most of my life hating my body, and it got me nowhere. But obsessed with changing it, and it takes all of your energy away from everything else you could be doing. Right. So, yeah, after I had my daughter, she's almost four, it was this, like, big wake-up call. She was about eight months old, and we were in the kitchen. And that was your first first child? Yes. Yep. My son is almost five months old. Okay. Um, so I had the best of both. That's cool. Great. Um, but yeah, she was about eight months old and I was kind of like obsessive about feeding her like homemade organic baby oh, food mm-hmm. and I was stay at home. Yep. Um, like I said, I did hair for 10 years and I left when I got diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. Next thing you know, I'm pregnant, stay at home. 
And we were in the kitchen, and I was eating donuts for lunch, which yeah, I love donuts. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But I was not taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. And I looked at her, and I was like, she's not going to be a baby forever. She's going to be like, why do you want me to eat this? And you're like totally not taking care of yourself at all. Mm-hmm. And it was like this light bulb moment. Something had to give. And I just started my journey to really respecting myself and wanting to feel good. Mm. Um, and that's when everything kind of changed. And now it's just become this, like, I want to set a good example for her. And I feel like even if you're not a mom, and even if you're not a mom of a daughter, as a woman, it's our responsibility to make changes and do what we have to do to make sure the next generation of girls and women grow up empowered and not so obsessed and consumed with how they look. Mm. Um, Because it takes away so much energy. And it's sad. In the world of social media, I mean, I love social media, but there's a negative dark side to it and you you know think of a 12 year old girl scrolling, scrolling through Instagram yeah. and what they're seeing it's a, lot of pressure. it's a lot of pressure and they don't have that um, capacity to really navigate it and handle it so I'm out here trying to just like help the women so we can set a good example for the girls and I feel like I've in my own journey I've healed all of my own um body confidence issues and wow that's beautiful that. yeah so it's a really a, a, another pay it forward yes right type of type of venture mm-hmm. that you're embarking on which i think is it's the best learning environment for you to be in personally and then you become the expert because how else can you be with a client if you haven't been through the process exactly yourself yeah mm-hmm. and i well, you were saying like you know the young girls scrolling and looking on instagram it's just a waste of time because you're just getting older anyway you might as well right. enjoy your body and yourself now or as exactly. soon as you can mm-hmm. um i remember i was thinking about this the other day i remember growing up watching um like spring break on mtv oh, yes right that yep. was the trap though <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or like real world or whatever. Yes. You know what I mean? And But spring break was the worst. And I remember one girl from my high school was wrapped up in a burrito or a taco on stage. Oh like she gosh. was like a human taco. But I thought she was like the coolest person ever. And like I wanted her body. But like I'm like why in that generation like that was like my Instagram. Like scrolling through Correct. that. You know? Correct. And like learning how women should look and act and feel. And how their um, you know their uh, worth is, you know, based on how they look and how yes. they look in a bikini. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love things like this and what you're doing. It's how to find yourself and, and really enjoy yourself and not worry about what people think you look like in a bikini. Exactly. Yeah. And I think everybody is beach ready. Oh, no, yeah, that. Yeah. Like, I, I hate that. that whole, like, oh, yeah. do you want to get, you know, your body ready for the beach or bikini ready or whatever? Mm-hmm. You can wear a bikini whenever you want. Yeah. Like, who is telling you that you can't? Yourself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's the only person. Not mm-hmm. only that, but I, I remember talking to this. I, I referenced my, my broker, Sanam, a lot. I remember kind of having a conversation with her at the new year. And I was starting to do a lot of um, branding photography, this with the podcast, yes. a little bit more of the videos, like really trying to build my business because you have to across all different platforms. Yep. And I remember kind of like breaking down in front of her and being like, I'm not pretty enough to do this. And she's like, stop. And I'm like, I, I in a way, I like, I believe that, but in a way it, it's, it's, you know, sometimes you don't. And Absolutely. Right. And so, um, you know, getting over that as an adult wearing clothes 
and putting yourself out there, let alone the beach, you know? Exactly. It, there's a lot of different aspects to that. Mm -hmm. Do you think that part of the change happens by embracing those conversations? Because I think that it's almost, we don't like saying that stuff out loud. It's so much easier to say it in our head. Yeah. And oh, for me, for sometimes sure. when I say it out loud, it's like a release because I'm speaking my truth. And so sometimes, you know, I will even say to my husband, I, I feel ugly today I feel ugly today and he's mm -hmm. like you're not I'm like I know but I need to say it because mm -hmm. I feel it right now yeah and I think that it just kind of sensitizes everybody to our own plights and it sensitizes everybody around us like that's actually our struggle that we're going for to be more empathetic towards each other and I think that will actually change me when I go out in the world and I'm not going to be like oh my god what is she wearing like that does that doesn't look very like those thoughts actually diminish the more I come to my own truths about how I feel about myself oh absolutely mm. for sure and I feel like just getting it out and saying it it's just a release it is you're not holding it in and it allows you to just be seen and heard and understood. And ultimately, that's what we all want, mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like anytime you're holding anything in, it's isolating. You feel alone in whatever that struggle is, whatever that feeling is that you're having, you feel alone in it. And nobody wants to feel alone in anything. Mm -mm. And like I said, we all have those days where you, you're just not feeling it. Mm -hmm. You're just not like into what you look like, whatever. And that's okay because especially as women, I mean, we've been conditioned since basically the minute we are born that we have to look a certain way act a certain way be a certain way so to expect to just wake up one day and be like you know what I'm not gonna think that way anymore it's impossible no it takes work yeah and it'll be something that you do it's a journey like yeah. I have not arrived at anything mm -hmm. it's just being aware of it and wanting to do better for myself and moving through the journey and knowing that there's going to be highs and lows, and at the end of the day, um, I'm worth it. I so love that. What does the journey look like for your clients? We start with really visioning and getting to the core of what you want to see your life like, mm -hmm. what you want, how you want to feel about your body. So you can then start to kind of uncover all of the shit that you may have heard or gone through that you may not have even thought about again. And it all, I mean, it starts in childhood and some people like don't want to think that way, but it does. And we all have these moments and nuggets from our childhood that stick with us. And it's a matter of rewriting those stories, clearing those, accepting them and moving forward, forgiving yourself. That's a big one um, because we are, we are so hard on ourselves and our own biggest critics that there has to be forgiveness in there so you can move forward. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, just really embracing what you want out of life. Like you don't want to settle. Nobody wants to settle. And when you can see how your insecurities with your body are holding you back everywhere else, it's kind of like this, wait a minute. I don't like, life is short. Mm -hmm. I don't want to waste time mm -hmm. feeling this way anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, yeah, it's a lot of reprogramming of your mind because our brains are so amazing and we can rewrite these stories and these um, default mechanisms where we're like immediately criticizing ourselves if you if you try hard enough you know if you change the dialogue if you look in the mirror and you tell yourself i'm amazing every single day even if you don't believe it yeah you Those will affirmations yeah it will start to literally reprogram your brain mm -hmm. and that's really what it's all about reprogramming and deconditioning from 
years of society saying you need to look a certain way and that your weight equals your worth and that's like oh, amen. yeah right <laughs> your weight does not equal your worth at and your weight all. doesn't equal your beauty as well nope. i had i was just i was in passing and it was really gross and bizarre i was i forgot where i was it happened a couple of years ago like right after i gave birth and i was just at a tough spot with my body after gaining some pretty insignificant weight with my daughter and someone was like well you know for your size you're you're no. actually pretty it's like for your ignorance you're still an asshole like, like that is terrible like how do you how I do know. you come back from that but like that's what people say and uh-huh. it's like you know it's like patting you well for your size you're, you got pretty eyes. or you have you have such a what? pretty face mm, thanks you still suck at life yeah. like <laughs> i don't you're okay to say that stuff yeah it's oh like why God. why do why do people think it's okay to comment on anybody's body on anybody's body at mm. all like it's not okay it's unnecessary whether it's a compliment like, or right, right. right. Like someone who's like actually been losing weight and like oh you look amazing it's like what did i look like exactly 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 yeah, that's a really good point it's, i do that i do that i make that i know mistake. i know a I, lot I, of us do i've been getting it like i said my son's about me. to be five months old so i get a lot of you look great yikes and Okay. Is it a pity? I know. Are I you pitying me? I respond with, I feel great. Like, that's smart. Oh, I like nice. that. Like, I don't know. But that's, we just, again, we're conditioned. This is just how people mm-hmm. talk. And until you like really recognize it and be like, okay, no, wait, pump the brakes on pump that one. I like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for whatever reason, especially, and when you're pregnant, people mm. really think they can talk about your body. I know. So you talked about your daughter. Yes. Um, do you have, you know, some fundamentals, maybe like three fundamentals that we should be teaching our girls, you know, to grow up into strong women? I need um, help with this personally. Yeah. yeah. I do. It's tough. It's hard. It is really hard. Um, and I'm definitely learning every mm-hmm. day as I go. But um, your weight not being your worth is a big one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't let the fear of failure stop you from trying great um we're so like you know failure to launch kind of thing yeah Yeah. and we're just and as women especially we're more afraid of failure Mm -hmm. and we have that expectation of perfectionism Mm -hmm. um and letting go of that you know I hope my daughter grows up knowing just keep trying like it's okay to fail you don't have to be perfect Mm -hmm. nobody's gonna hate you for it it's only gonna build your confidence when you, you know, feel the fear, do it anyways. And asking for help is okay. Ask for help. Ask for help. It's so, yeah, I try to say... The bravest thing you can do. Exactly. I try to say to my daughter instead of, do you need help? I catch myself in this one a lot, though. It'll be like, I'm here if you need help. Mm-hmm. So she's learning to actually ask me for help. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's super brave to ask for help. And those are all confidence building. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and then um, I feel that you. We talked about this in another podcast with Jen. The more you fail, the more you succeed. Oh, for then sure. You learn, right? And I mean, even down to the little things. So, when, just to bring it back to real estate um, <laughs> um, or any business, really, you have to brand yourself and be unique and genuine, and that's how you set yourself apart from uh, the competitors, and especially in real estate with um, Redfin and Zillow and all that stuff, you know, the online e-market, you have to, you know, show your worth and and brand yourself. So at our office, that's, um, you know, where we focus. And so I took a very long time to create a logo, Mm -hmm. which is so silly to me now. 
because because I, I was a failure to launch. I thought about it too much. Blah blah blah. And I've launched it and I relaunched it and I worked right, it and right. I tweaked it and I you know and now it's where it is. And I'm so happy I did it. But I wish I had done it sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's like that's huge. Yeah, you know, done is better than perfect. Yes. Otherwise, oh, you're going like to be that. waiting forever. Right. And yeah. I mean, starting my business, I just threw a lot of stuff out there to see what, what stuck. Like. And I had and it no, evolves. it evolves. And if I was waiting, then I never would have done anything. But it's that fear of failing or not being perfect. Mm-hmm. Like if it's not perfect, then. This is my logo. It has to be perfect. Exactly. Right? Nah, no, no cares. I made, <laughs> yeah, nobody, nobody yeah, cares. Nobody cares. Except for you. Yeah. And like you said, you're branding yourself. No matter what business you have, people want to buy from a person they know, yes. they like, right. and they trust. Right. And it's so important to feel you know, comfortable and confident with yourself or at least be working towards it so you can, you know, put out your most authentic self and people really get to know you, the real you, mm-hmm. the good, the bad, the ugly, mm-hmm. and make connections and feel connected to you. That's mm-hmm. how you're going to build a successful business. Right. So you had two then. So that's great. So you had you had the mm-hmm. not your weight is not your worth. Then we had the failure is okay. Yeah. Yep. Or yeah. Yep. And I may have two more. <laughs> no, I like it. Yeah, no worries. I just threw Rack three it out. Up. Rack it up. Celebrate yourself every day. Great. Like, for whatever reason, we are told to, like, you know, be modest and don't mm. brag and don't, you know, um, yeah, don't brag about your accomplishments or whatever. Celebrate yourself every single day. The little things, the big things. And don't be ashamed of it. And yeah. as a mom, though, we have to do that absolutely for our children to watch that, right? Yes. Like, mommy had a great day. She yes. rocked her job. Yeah. She did this. Like, I got a, I, I did X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And you know, my little girl be like, yeah, good job, mom. Right? Yes. You know, so she can kind of. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it also goes along with like learning how to take a compliment. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. Like, mm-hmm. take a compliment. Say thank you. Say thank you. Don't we, say yes. like when you say, oh, I like your hair. Don't. I'm not gonna. Go, Oh, thank you. Oh, my God. I need it done. It looks oh, terrible right now. Why do I, I just that? rolled out of bed. Yeah. I totally did that forever. Yeah. And you know what? When somebody compliments you and you just say thank you, thank it feels you. good. Thank you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And when you compliment, like, and compliment other people. Yeah. Like, you know how much it makes somebody's day. Right. Because the world is trying to tear us down all the time. Take a compliment, give a compliment, and just say thank you. Perfect. It's funny because I think things change over the years. When I was growing up, and I guess my question, you know, are there anything that you heard as a as a child growing up? Because I think that there was still a uh, a way of parenting in the. I was an '80s child. Me too. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. born in the '80s, and that our parents received from their child. So our, my parents were born in the '50s, and there was still there's a mommy, there's a daddy in the family. The daddy goes to work, the mommy stays at home, and that's how my mom was raised. My mom had a working mom, but you know, I was always told as a child, sit like a lady. Mm. Oh yeah. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> to this day, I have it in my head almost as I as I talk to my child about sit quietly and calmly that's actually what i want to express to her like i need you to just sit calmly and quietly for me but the way that my parents was sit like a lady Mm -hmm. and it drives me up the wall now because it's like i don't i don't want to box her in to any specific label like Mm -hmm. sit like a lady what does that even mean what is it well it's just like sit there like demure shut up be quiet yeah be seen not heard be Uh seen not heard children should be seen not heard and Mm -hmm. and and i don't want to hear you or see you that's kind of how i interpreted it as a child and i don't ever want to 
have my child feel that way? Right. Was there anything that you heard that just you would never repeat again? Because I think that's part of it. I think that part of growing a next generation of children, girls and boys, is not repeating the same mistakes. Exactly. I don't even want to say mistakes. I believe in the fact that the par- our parents did the best that they could uh-huh. with what they had. Exactly. However, changing the mentality going forward about how little boys and little girls treat each other and how they grow up in the world will be how they treat each other as adults. Oh, mm-hmm. totally. So setting that fundamental and groundwork now is really mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate the whole like be a good girl and be a good girl and go answer. put away your dish. Be yes. a good girl and listen to your mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I, that for me like tweaks. You just start twitching. Uh, yes. Like you twitch. Yes, it's so like don't be a good girl. Mm. Don't behave yourself. I like I mean, obviously within reason. Be respectful. Be respectful. Be respectful yeah. is way more relevant and powerful than behave or be good. Mm-hmm. And it's hard when you're when. When I'm trying to wrangle my child to get out of the house in the morning, I think that is like my downfall as a human being. Mm. Every single character flaw <laughs> that I have personally comes out oh, at, yeah. from about 6.45 oh, every yeah. morning to 7.30 when I just need my child. Put on your shoes. We uh, stop putting... I don't put his shoes on anymore. I just dress. throw them in the car. Let's well, smart. Shoes are my purse. Brush your teeth. Like all of that Choose stuff. Choose your battles, right? And yeah. it's just like, I just want to yell, you know, like, will you just listen to me? Please just, because that's what it all comes out. But it's like, yes. you know calming down and knowing that you're speaking to a four and a half year old who yeah. has her own agenda uh-huh. yeah. they have their own oh, agenda they totally like have they, their own agenda they are not in my realm of my th- checklist of things to do no. like her schedule is so different than mine and i need to remind myself to not say those things because it can really be hard to oh it's to so go hard on that road and it's go so down hard. that fork but it's also we're all only human and it happens yeah. mm-hmm. like i'm so guilty of it yeah and but then I like i'm that. like oh yeah. Why did I say that? But I'm like, you know, no, it's okay. Because I'm aware of it. When you're, you're aware of it. Changing that word rather than be good or be nice, yeah. be respectful. Be respectful. Be kind. And then, of then explain what respectful means and show mm-hmm. them outside on your own when mm-hmm. you're in public, like what it's like to be respectful to other people or be kind. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Our actions speak real loud mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. front of the kids for sure. Or even, you know, just with your spouse. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'm very I'm very fortunate. I think part of this too is having equal parenting values with your spouse. Yes. So it can come from the mom, two moms, two dads, whatever whatever your family is made up of. My husband I think is also it's very important for him to not funnel her in a certain um label. You know, mm-hmm. we, I don't we try not to label her as any specific human being. She's provided pirate ships next to her princess dolls. Yes. She's provided dinosaurs next to her tea set. Everything is is really we try to just whatever she gravitates towards naturally yeah. is what I will provide her. I don't deny anything. And I think that's also I think part of part of like teaching girls that it's okay to be whoever you want to be yes when i i didn't find out what i was having when i was pregnant it's fun I it's, think so, it's fun. so fun both times i didn't i That's had great. no desire we, didn't know we were having either no, it was so much great. fun like because what are you preparing for exactly a baby a human yeah so we're thinking about you know equality and mm-hmm. gender equality like why again right from the minute you're born and mm-hmm. like gender reveal parties i mean hey do your thing but what are we? What are we doing here? Yeah, we're, we're separating it. Yeah. I understand. So it's really for the Instagram post. Absolutely. Just, mm-hmm. it, I said oh it. my I god! Said it absolutely it. is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I didn't know what I was having, and you know, I obviously had a girl, and I was not about buying her pink and bows and prints just because she was a girl. However, 
when she turned two, That's all she, she was wanted. like, give me all the pink princesses and glitter. Yeah. And I had, you know, friends be like, oh, look, it's everything you never wanted. I said, no, no it's not that at no. all. I just wasn't going to just because she was a girl, like shove that down shove, her throat. Guess what? She wears pink sparkly heels every single day. Whatever right now, gosh. whatever you want. Well, that girl. sounds like an amazing life, right? Yeah. I mean, right. that's what she, she. I've been letting her dress herself since she was two, yeah. and it's entertaining. So, so it is have, everything you wanted. It you is. Wanted her yeah. to right. make those and she came to that. Here's my question to you, because we're I'm struggling with this right now, and I would love your opinion. My daughter feels at this point in her life that dresses make her pretty. And I don't know where that was picked up from. And it's very frustrating for my husband and I because we want to scream like, are you, yep. are you kidding me, child? Like, it pains me that she has this. And I don't, we've never told her. I don't know if it's the attention that she gets, if she wears a dress, but to her, jeans and a cool, she doesn't want to be cool. No. She wants to be pretty. Yes. And, and we keep saying, Vivian, you want to know what makes you pretty? Your kindness makes mm-hmm. you pretty. Oh, Your smile it. makes you pretty. The fact that you're a really good friend makes you pretty. And we try to just drill in her head, yeah. like clothes do not make you pretty. You are pretty naked. You yes. are a beautiful person inside and out. And I, it just makes me sad that she's picked up on that. I've been told from other people that, oh yeah, my kid does that too. But it it stings me a little bit. It yeah. grinds me sometimes that she says those things. It hurts me. Mm-hmm. I try not to, let, I don't let it show, I but I don't, it's I am, hard combating that. I am right there with you. Cause again, the whole like pink and dresses uh. and, but like I said before, how even if you're not a mom of a daughter or a mom in general, just as a woman, like we need to change the dialogue around this stuff because they're not getting the it from us. They're not getting it from us, but right. When your daughter wears a dress and you go somewhere, how many people tell her she looks mm-hmm. pretty? Yep. Yeah. Everywhere you go. The attention. Oh, what a you're such a pretty princess. And I'm like a puke. I know. My daughter wore the same dress for about six months, mm-hmm. every single day. Mm-hmm. It was a spaghetti strap maxi dress great. from September to March. Yep. <laughs> All through the winter. Cheap. That's great. Uh, right? <laughs> Thank you. And I barely did laundry. That's great. I'm like, oh, once a week, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was always, what a pretty dress. What a pretty dress. And now, of course, she loves dresses. Right. And the attention that she gets tights. from everybody else. All she wanted was a pair of tights mm-hmm. that she calls tidy socks, which makes that. me laugh. That's adorable. But I'm like, you can only wear those with a dress. You can't just wear tights and a shirt. Yeah. Because, I mean, right. there are, I mean, boundaries that yeah. I'm not trying to send you to school in tights and a shirt. Um, and she wants the sparkiest, like, fluffiest dress there is. The spinner. Yeah, because everywhere be she goes... Mm-hmm. You look so pretty. She, the attention that and she gets. She even asked me once, "Mommy, do you think so and so will like my dress?" And I'm like, "Do you like your dress? Because exactly. that's all that matters." Love it. We went through that as well. I'm wearing this dress for so and so. Girl, you wear that dress for yourself. Yes, thank mm-hmm. you. But yeah, that's like what I said. We have to as do a some, community. As a community. As a community. And I think this is really interesting because I like that you start this at a community level. You start this as small because I think that. You know, when we were talking, I was I was going back because I had to figure out and remind myself. There's a there's an actress named Jamila Jamil. Yes, and she is a she will call you out, and she has uh, been known to call out the likes of the Kardashians. She's called out some other celebrities for some of the products that they promote, mm-hmm. um, some of the unrealistic styles that they sometimes promote for young girls and i give her credit for being the the antithesis of of what hollywood and society sometimes likes to ram down our throat i know she's a big at not advocate but she is really against waist training she just it drives her absolutely crazy that celebrities will go on instagram and promote waist trainers Mm -hmm. as ads Mm -hmm. and 
that that's really good because she's starting from the top and going down. But I think, you know, your your venture is to start homegrown and small yes. and really reach, you know, I got, yeah, it's it's a tough battle. It's so hard. It's a tough battle. I mean, because it's been centuries in the making, mm-hmm. really. And thankfully, there are people like Jamila Jamil who are like using the platform yes. and the exposure they have. I mean, she worked really hard to make it so you're not allowed to advertise these things on Instagram mm-hmm. to people under 18. And she's the That's asshole, huge. which is really frustrating. Oh, right. You know, she's the asshole in life that like, she's just, she's attacking so-and-so and she's attack attacking. No one is attacking if they make a statement saying, right. I don't believe in false representations Shutting of a woman's light. body. Yeah. What is wrong with that? That's not attacking. It's just. Because it's uncomfortable for it's people. Uncomfortable and people it's, are scared of it. It's exactly. not the status quo. Yeah. No. So I've been a little bit quiet. Um, because I'm a boy mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you have any tips of ways that we can instill equity um, in our young men at a young age? Yeah, and like I have a son, and it's all new to me. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I have I have both here. Mm. And I'm going to navigate and figure this out, you know, both ways. Um, the biggest thing I'd say is to really watch your own conversation and language around women and girls. Mm. You know, the whole... Oh, you throw like a girl. Oh, yeah. You say those yeah. things and you don't even nuts. think about it. Yeah. And it is obviously more common to say that to a little boy or don't don't cry like a girl or, you know, things like that. And really just being super aware of how you talk about yourself mm-hmm. in front of your son, how you talk about other women. Um, and, yeah, just really modeling the behavior. you want. We want our boys to grow up respecting women and looking at them as equal right and when they get thrown these little negative digs like oh you throw like a girl or you run like a girl or whatever like that is telling them right there that they're better they're better there are some things that so my son is a two and a half years old um he's amazing um but recently and i breastfed him until he was two maybe even a little bit after Mm -hmm. um but recently he's been like pointing at my boobs and being like those are your boobs, mommy's boobs, and laughing. And then I laugh because it's hilarious. Yeah. My, ta- my daughter does this. Right? Yeah. Isn't that funny? It's like, mommy's boobs, mommy's boobs. And then like I'll change in front of him because mm-hmm. I also kind of want to make that yes. normal. Yes. Like, yes. Thank yes. you for the saying that. The shape of my boobs are normal. That's great. So, mm-hmm. um, but then he laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> so I don't I know. know. Is that okay? My child does the same. Yeah. I guess yeah. my girl does the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, my daughter... She was looking at me the other day, and she's, like, poking my stomach. She's like, Mom, you got another baby in there? Oh. (laughs) I said, no, but I had one in there. And she's like, like, your belly button's real deep. I'm like, I know, isn't it? And it'll eat you if you don't take your finger out. So I, like, took my stomach and, like, squished it. Like, my belly button was going to eat her finger. Oh, that's hilarious. So I think actually bringing humor into it is not a bad thing. That's not bad. And I think it's amazing that, you know, yes, let your boys see you naked. Even if that might sound weird or uncomfortable to people. We want to normalize our bodies. Correct. Not hide them. Not hide them because there's nothing to be ashamed of. Mm -hmm. And you don't need to hide them. And I think that's a really great way to raise our boys to be 
respectful and accepting and to just think we're all we're all the same like right. we may have different body parts but right. at the end of the day we're all just human it's important for us actually and my husband does it but he definitely wears his his swimsuit but we take showers together like i'll take a yeah. shower with my daughter and it's actually a really cool intimate yeah. moment we find it we talk about it's our relaxation time yeah. we take care of our bodies love that my husband takes my daughter and he definitely puts some swim trunks on because i do think that opposite sex it's some important in that environment to have some boundaries but i think just showering with your child and and, and making them respect that they watch you take care of your body so yes. they can yes. emulate that and and whatnot mm-hmm. i did you know i started showering with my daughter as a time saver it's fun oh, i yeah. think it's fun she now i like it i tried it but my kid like almost like killed himself like <laughs> jumping around and like <laughs> yeah. lovely you gotta get one of those yeah. teak wood benches Oh, so there I, you go. she stands oh. on the teak wood bench. So it's she's not slippery. So it's not slippery. And she faces me. Mm-hmm. And so she can stand there and do her little naked dance. And she just likes to catch the water and spit it on me, which <laughs> is heinous. But it's funny. It's heinous. It's great. You're alive to tell the story. Right. Right. Fine. But it's, it makes it fun for her. But she yeah. watches us take care of our bodies together. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think, um, yeah, we have to model this behavior. Mm-hmm. It's so important for us to model taking care of ourselves and the way we speak about bodies, our own bodies, mm-hmm. other people's bodies, um, because society is going to throw it all at them and it's it's hard to fight it. It's really hard to fight it. It's terribly hard to fight it. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a, a multitude way of question, but I, 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 was, I was thinking about this in the terms of as we raise our children in a new socio-political environment a lot different than how I was not how I was raised in the 80s I was very fortunate to have two parents who had a very accepting uh, perception in terms of uh, same sexual bisexual transgendered we were you know love is love which is what I was raised as and that's how we promote the same my husband and I promote that same environment for our child some parents are still really not like that. So mm-hmm. I was curious as to how, if you know, when you're raising your children and you're raising your girls to be body conscious, you know, especially now with, you know, identifying with different pronouns and identifying, you know, with different genders and possibly switching genders, you know, wh- where do you find that middle line, you know, even in your business and your personal beliefs? There's so many stories about people who kind of, you know, don't agree with that lifestyle and they refuse service. And it's, it's a really mm. tricky, it's a tricky navigation, I think. For, yeah, definitely. And I think it's fascinating, it you is. know, especially for, there are some boys who now grow up and they, they identify as females and yeah. there are females growing up who now identifying as males and, you know, biologically there's a creation, you know, of hormones and, and, and genes in one sense, but it's, it's hard really explaining that I think to kids. It's so hard. Because I want to be terribly ref- respectful i have my personal beliefs i don't want i want her to be presented with this is what happens you kind of come to your own conclusion Mm -hmm. how do you weave through that i think the biggest thing to do is just keep the conversation open Mm. like don't shy away from it even if it's a hard one even if you don't know what you even think about it right just knowing that it's something to explore and talk about together and it's not something that they have to be ashamed about asking about or they might be having these feelings themselves. Right. And 
gosh, at the end of the day, I just want my kids to know that they can come to me for anything. Totally. I said the other day, I'm like, I hope Jasper, when he's like 21, is like calling me and saying, Mom, I got this problem. Help me yeah. figure mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. So I really think just... I'm that way at 40. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? By the way, yeah. yes. Just keeping the, the lines of communication really open. Yeah. So, because again, we're learning as we go too, because I feel like a lot of this is still really, yeah, really it new. Is. It is. And, and then asking them what they think rather yes. than you telling oh, them what to think. I like that. So it's Definitely. Like, you know, How do you feel about it? Right. How do you, mm-hmm. Okay. What does that mean? Are, are they nice? Are you still going to be their friend? Yeah. Does it matter? Yeah. Exactly. That kind oh, of I, like I like that. that. Yeah. I do like that. Mm-hmm. That's important. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's <laughs> Yeah. I think what you're doing is phenomenal. Thank you. I really do. Thank you. I think it's really important. How are you how are you doing with your marketing and your branding? Um so talking before how we said like, you know, don't wait for things to be perfect and mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. I gosh, went through a lot of like evolutions to land where I am right now and I feel like finally I'm not even trying and I know that sounds crazy, but I'm just being authentic. I'm just being myself and doing what feels right for me. Mm-hmm. And I've had to really get out of my comfort zone. Um, cause again, this is a journey for everybody. Yes, I am confident and I've accept my body and all these things, but to be what my audience needs me to be and to be what I want to put out in this world, I have to step out of my comfort zone. So part of my branding is like showing how confident I am in I my body. That. And it really helps women to learn to accept their own bodies when they're seeing bodies of all different shapes and sizes, mm-hmm. not just the, you know, quote unquote, bikini ready bodies with the flat stomach, waist trained, all of that. That's when we really start to, oh my gosh, what the heck is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. So I want to be part of that change where you're seeing a, a regular body and not saying that all bodies aren't regular, but just switching it up a little Mm -hmm. bit seeing like there's all different shapes and sizes and I might be you know gosh two years ago before I was pregnant I was a lot smaller Mm -hmm. and I kind of had to like accept oh my god I'm pregnant again I'm about to gain a lot of weight and I have to be okay with that um but it's it holds me accountable by doing my own marketing and branding. I like that. And I think that's well, it important. it keeps people more interested in you. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I think that being genuine is a running theme throughout this entire podcast series yes. that we've been doing. Um, <clears throat> but it helps people connect with you better. Mm-hmm. It makes you more interesting, makes people more interested in you, and, and helps build your business organically and naturally. Yeah. You know? Like, you have to be vulnerable. Yep. Just put it out there because guaranteed somebody has been where you are or is feeling what you felt before and again that feeling of not being alone yeah nobody wants to feel alone it's terribly important as humans we like crave connection and loneliness is like the number one killer for lack of a better word when you get older yeah and just feeling that connection and knowing that everyone's like it's a it's a roller coaster life is just twists and turns and when you can be vulnerable and authentic and share that you're going to connect with people and make people feel heard and understood and not alone Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day that's what I want I don't want people to feel alone yeah and you want to be a change in people's lives and somebody's gonna have to be um open enough to open up their 
thoughts and feelings with you mm-hmm. and want to give you their money yeah. and time. Exactly. I'm literally taking notes yeah. so I can incorporate this into <laughs> my your jam. business. Yeah, but yeah. I just like that idea of just combating loneliness. Yeah. Combating loneliness and what? how can your product bring people back together. And I, I think, you know, I've mentioned that a couple times because social media can be very isolating. Yes. It's a blessing and a curse. Yes. And so a lot of times I found, you know, with what I do and some of these these boards that I create, and these tables that I create, it's it's a way for people to just, you know, we're not all sitting at our table at an event and just sitting at one plate and you're just speaking to a person to the left, speaking to the person to the right. My tables are meant to bring people together, yes. to congregate, to say, hey, Abby, how are you? Using my voice, not an actual text message. Yes. Or Erica, tell me what's new, what's going on with you. It's just, or meeting some people, meeting new people at an event and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to, to create a different environment for people whether it be a small gathering at your house or whether it be you know at larger stuff so i like the loneliness combating loneliness yeah because we have to we have to try really really hard now to make genuine human connection yeah it's great on social media but if we just hide behind our screens we're actually lacking that real connection that we all want Mm -hmm. and (laughs) crave as humans correct so yeah it's so important and like something like you do it's a conversation starter too Mm. And something for people, again, to like come together. And at the end of the day, that's what we all want. Yeah, we need it. We forget about that as humans. We actually need that. Oh, yeah. So I I have actually have a couple more questions. Yeah. But like, so as a a client of yours, how long would someone be one of your clients? And what would that kind of journey look like? Typically, I like to work with clients for six months. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this is stuff that's been like conditioned in our brains for our entire lives, and it doesn't happen quickly. And if you want a true transformation, you have to give it time mm-hmm. because there's going to be highs and lows. So you don't want to end on a high yeah. too soon yeah. when a low can Might then be a come. a fake high. Exactly. A fake summit. Exactly. <laughs> and then you're like, oh my gosh, what do I do? I wasn't quite ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like to work with clients for six months and we do bi-weekly video chats. So oh, nice. I can, I'll work with you. You could be anywhere in the world. Oh, um, great. And I've toyed with like weekly, but I think bi-weekly allows people to actually put this stuff into practice mm. and to... You kind of got to give yourself a pep talk to really do the hard stuff. Because weeks also fly by so fly quickly. by, Correct. especially if you're working, if you have mm-hmm. kids, like it's hard. Yeah, it's really hard. It's like oh, I'll put that off to the weekend. Exactly. No, that doesn't fly. No. <laughs> These are quick fixes. No, not at by all. By any means, it takes years. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a very transparent person, so I see a, I see a, a, a psychiatrist for eating addiction. Mm-hmm. I've finally been able to come to terms with I have like that's an addiction yeah. for me. It's a total addiction, and we treat it like I'm an alcoholic. We yeah. treat it like I have a, a substance abuse, mm-hmm. and it's been very difficult because my psychiatrist tells me all the time like you need food to survive. Yes. This is one of the hardest addictions to overcome. So give yourself, A, give yourself some some, some credit here that you're changing something like this. Yep. And the time that it's going to take for us to do this, it's not like going sober where I no. can just cut out alcohol or I can cut out, you know, no. cocaine or whatever. Right? But I mean, you need it to survive. So it takes a really long time for that not only for the actual physical behavior to change, but the mindset. Totally. I think it's the mindset that, that takes the longest mm-hmm. overall. Yeah, that's what 
And that's what it boils down to. That's where you get a transformation mm-hmm. with your mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you said, it doesn't it doesn't happen overnight, and you need food to live. Survive. Like so, you're facing right. it every, and actually be healthy. Yeah, you're yeah. facing exactly. it every single you day. You need your drug to yeah to yeah. to get there. So it's 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 hard. Yeah, and then your business is your drug. And my business is my drug. I know we've talked about that many times. <laughs> Thankfully, though, I'm getting I get tired of cheese. Oh, oh what? I just it's I I, I try know. I know but I I mean I just try try some I like a lot of it is product testing so I have to work my day around if I know I'm gonna go I'm available somewhere. good <laughs> Me too. that's good okay good I've got my two test products my yeah. two testers here but I have to like work my day around it if I know I'm gonna be going to my cheese person or my shop or they have yeah. some new stuff and they want me I literally have to work so incredibly extra hard that day mm-hmm. and balance my eating around that time and it's yeah. it's really hard well I hope you're giving yourself a big pat on the back oh thanks it's it's hard to do yeah but but and that's another thing like I like to do with my clients you have to acknowledge the work that you're putting Mm -hmm. in and Mm -hmm. the highs and the lows and just like be really proud of yourself and like I said before celebrate yourself every single day and know when you lay your head on the pillow at night that you did your best did the best I could whatever happened you did your best Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I think that's amazing thanks yeah that's hard (laughs) It's hard. It and we live in a it's society. It's not fun. No. It's not fun. Right. No. Like, I, I'll be the first to admit it. And that's another thing we work on is my anger. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, you know, well, anger and resentment leads to addiction. Yes. And that's really what it kind of comes down to. And so working on like, why do I have to be like this? Yeah. And no, why do I have to count points? And why do mm-hmm. I have to do this? It's that sob story. So yeah. getting over that hump. Yeah. It's right. a lot of dynamics. Yeah. And we live in a society where food has gotten so complicated. And so invested, mm-hmm. so invested. Yep. See, I and that's why I think you have to give your. I think it's so important that you give your clients at six months at a minimum. I yeah, think they need you. Definitely. Yeah, I, for that time. I couldn't imagine um, much less than that, or I wouldn't expect like this full blown, full transformation. Like again, so nobody's cured. There's no end game, and you might work with me for six. That's months. hydroxy cut. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's interesting. So I have a question. This might be like a different bag, but um, how do you feel about, or maybe you don't think about it, about like beach body coaches and like having them out there and, you know, giving advice when maybe they're not trained or... Yeah, my my thing with that is you hear so often about people getting like cold messaged from yeah a beach body I get coach. it all the time in the Facebook like some girl that hasn't talked to me since junior high and uh-huh. was like oh I saw you just had a baby they, I was just about to say yes. and I like to do it when you just had a yeah. baby when you're most vulnerable when your body is definitely different and you're dealing with all these other things and changes and insecurities that aspect of it um really drives me crazy okay yeah I agree and I never responded. <laughs> no, I've gotten quite a few that yeah. I don't respond to. And I'm not saying like all beach body coaches are bad or. Well, I think but that it's the way you approach anyone, it. I've looked into it because I'm like, what exactly is this? Because mm-hmm. I didn't realize like P90X was the same thing. But mm-hmm. um, 
anywho, so I looked into it and they have, they literally need no training whatsoever. Like yeah. you need to be um, a citizen and have like a tax ID or something out of, or like yeah. social security number. And I think what happens with something like that is the intention behind it. Yeah. Might is not, making money or is, getting people to sign up yeah. rather than. That came up in, that came up in one of our other podcasts. I believe Jen was talking about that. Yeah. Just, you know, kind of preying on some vulnerabilities yes. and mm-hmm. making money and making money on that. Making money on people's vulnerabilities, whether it be health-wise, psychological-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On uh, it, it's it's tough. It's hard because you you know you don't want to. I don't want to diminish anyone's hustle. No. You know? me I don't want to. I don't want to tell anyone that their truth doesn't exactly. work or that their truth yeah. and their beliefs. Yeah. Or whatever worked for them. I'm happy it works for some people. Mm-hmm. It's just not for so, everyone. But you know, capitalizing off of that and. You always question some intentions of people you haven't heard from. It's yes. one thing if it's like, you know, a really good friend and they're like, dude, this this just worked for me. Maybe give yes. it a try. It's like, oh, okay, cool. But, you know, you know. Yeah. Your, your high school, you know, junior high nemesis. Where have you been all these years, Jennifer? <laughs> and I noticed you just had a baby. That might not be that the best one. way to start off. Mm. And you are not the first person yeah, I've heard that from. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. So I think, yeah. I your intention you're still behind insensitive. It, <laughs> your intention behind it. Your, um, but what makes me really mad is that I lost 25 pounds in my pregnancy because it was so terrible. So I was actually like feeling kind of good. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, but you still think I goes I back feel to like what, how you say things to people. Yeah. Yeah. So like what exactly. you say, like, do you want to have another child? You look really good today. Like all uh-huh. these questions, like yeah. you don't have to say it. No, keep no. it in your head. <laughs> no. You saying it doesn't mean that you're. Oh, I'm just saying it like it is. I'm just you know I'm a really honest person. No, you're just being an asshole yeah. sometimes. Yeah. yeah, you know what that makes me think of you know like the whole golden rule treat others how yeah. you want to be treated correct i actually though i heard like a little spin on it and it's treat people how they want to be treated mm. so yeah no yes. totally right totally. yeah to think of it because hey i might want to be treated differently than you might yeah. and and i think that and everyone's brings different us, and everyone's different and that brings us back to being like empathetic of empathy. people empathy. and that's how you be successful in your business you get to yes. know your clients and mm-hmm. figure out how they want to be treated how they want to be communicated exactly with, and know where they're coming tick. from what, yeah. yeah know mm-hmm. where they're coming from and how you can kind of guide them huge yeah huge. this has been great yeah yeah this is thank I you could do this so all much day. right I know it's fantastic. Know. The stuff that you just learn from from connecting and and meeting everybody mm-hmm. in a really nice, quiet, and chill environment has oh, been yeah. has been really fulfilling. This is great. Yeah. From for I know from our standpoint, yeah. we've just learned so much. Mm-hmm. If you ever need a third, host, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be popping. Yeah, we'll I love that. Mics, I right? love that. You could sub for us. Oh, I mean, like I said, I did hair for ten years, so I really enjoy like having yes. conversations. Yes. So you get to chit chat. And I'm a coach. That's what we do. That's we what have you conversations. Do. Yeah. All right, cool. Erica, so where can we find you on Facebook and Instagram? And your website. My website is EricaBeal.com. Um my Instagram handle is Erica Z Beal. Z is in zebra. Cool. Um my Facebook page is Erica Beal Fan. Sorry, there's so many. I'm like, no, you need it. You need to be everywhere. Rack it up, girl. Um, do you have a TikTok? And I do not have a TikTok. Okay. I no, I don't have a TikTok. I don't have a Twitter. No like, worries. I'm only one You're person. Not there yet. Right? It's okay. It's okay. Be at peace with that. Right. Mm-hmm. And the best place to really like connect with me in a safe, like, supportive community is my Facebook group. Love that. Free, private, confidence queens with Erica Beal. I go in there live all the time. Um, and it's just yeah, really like safe 
place to go as a woman. I love that. To explore some of these things. And we talk about, you know, body image stuff, food stuff. And yeah, so find me That's there. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I love that. I love everything you do. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. This is great. Good. Thank we appreciate you. your time. Great. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining Minding Your Own Business podcast. We hope to hear from you. Please go to Apple, Spotify, wherever you download all of your favorite podcasts, which we pretty much should be on that list. And please give us a review. Give us a holler. Give us a shout out. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Minding Her Own Business Podcast. If you have any ideas that you want to bring to us or are interested in being a guest, please email us at mindingheronbusinesspodcast at gmail.com and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.